Good morning. Brian y el equipo de música, muchas gracias para las can canciones. Ellas to tocaron mi corazón. Si cantamos en español, hablamos en, en español tam también, ¿sí? Ok, bueno. But maybe not. <laughs> it's good to see each of you this morning. Um, I just told them that uh, we thank them for the music and that it, it, it touched our hearts. Um, my name is Mark Hardy. I've been around here for a while, been involved with the, with the Missions Committee for quite a few years, and I'm up here this morning um, rep representing seven other people who also serve on the committee, uh, um, Russ and Liz Concer and Larry and Nancy Brackett, and Tom Cady and Matt Wade and my wife Bonnie. And um, uh, we, uh, as Brian, Brian said, we have a couple of emphasis days a, a, a year, each year. And um, th this morning we wanted to uh, take, take some time to uh, just share with you some of the things that we talk about in missions committee meet meetings. And then if you have your outline there, you'll see that we'll, we'll, we'll finish up this morning uh, talking about a little bit about um, the um, missions program here at Melanie Park and the pro process that people go, go, go through to be sent out as missionaries from Melanie Park. I had asked Brian to uh, sing... Jesus paid it all just before we started this because in the last two, ver the last two verses or actually in all four, all four verses and then the chorus is the message of salvation. And one of the interesting things about whenever we have a group like this, probably most of us in the room are believers. We've had our sins washed by the blood of G Jesus Christ and we understand what that song says. There are a lot of people in the world that if we were to sing the song or just re re recite cite the words as a poem to them, they would not understand what we're talk talking about. And that's why we do what, what we do. And so we're going to talk, talk about that this morning. But if I could, I just want to um, re remind mind us again as we start into this what those words said that, that we just sang. Uh, the, 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 third, third, the third verse uh, said, For nothing good have I, whereby thy grace to claim. And as Brian said, there are a lot of people in the world who do not even know that God is a gracious God. They don't know what it means to experience the great grace of God. So what greater reason than that line alone to go tell them about his grace. I'll wash my garments white in the blood of Calvary's lamb. And when before the throne I stand in him complete. That's the, the end of the story. And we'll look at some of that this morning. Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. If you have an, an, an outline there uh, with you this, this morning, uh, I would like for us to begin... Um, as you can see, the first uh, 
part there is talk, talking about God completing his mission of redemption. The reason why the missions committee wanted us to talk, talk about this a little, little bit this morning is because in the, we read, read a lot, and there are a lot of magazines that mission organizations write, a lot of books that, that, that are written, and people have a lot, lot to say about the completion of God's mission. And so what we want to do this morning is share with you uh, our, how we, we, we view his, his, his mission and uh, what he says in, in his word that he wants to ac- accomplish. And we know that it's a two-part mi- mi- mission. One is to save men. The other, the other is, to glor- glor- is that his name would be glor- glorified. And so we want to spend some time this morning look, looking at those things. If you are a note taker, this very, first, this very first part, there are three thoughts that I want to share with you this, this morning, uh, and they come from the scriptures. One, the first thing, in, as we talk about God completing his mission of redemption, we want to look first at the way that he has expressed his desire. Now, the way that we uh, hear from God is in his word, and when he speaks, speaks to our hearts. And um, so I want to, use, he want to use his word this, this, this morning. And so as we talk about him completing his mission of redemption, the first thing I'd like for us to look at is how he has expressed his desire. And these are all very familiar ver- verses. Uh, and if you want to look them up along with, with me, please do. The first one is the most important, is the most f- familiar one that you learned as, as a child, if you've been a believer for a long time. And that's how God expressed his, his desire to Nicodemus, who was a ruler of the Jews. In this conversation that he had with him late in the nighttime, he says, Jesus said to Nicodemus, God so loved the world, God loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Then Jesus wanted to say, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So if we talk, talk, talk about God completing his mission of redemption, the, the first thing we're, lo- we're looking at is how does he express his desire to do that? Well, we find his desire in, in, in these two verses where he says that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should have, come, would have, have, have eternal life, and that the world might be saved through his son, Jesus. The second verses that I would like for us to look at, if you're taking notes, you can write this down, is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. The context here is... To, to, is uh, Paul speaking to Timothy, and um, we actually looked at these ver- verses last year uh, to get t- together where he said, I urge you within treaties and prayers uh, that they be made on behalf of all men for kings and for all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and di- dignity. And he said, and, and here's what, what uh, Paul w- 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 was expressing that um, 
expresses God's desire. In verse 3 and 4, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So the important thing that I think we need we want to look at here, we, we could easily say, okay, I've got it. He expresses his desire by saying that he desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But added into that is what he says before that, where he says, I would urge you, Timothy, um, to pray for those who are in authority. And as you're praying for those who are in authority to live a tranquil and quiet life with all godliness and dignity. In, In other words, the ones that God would like to see come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved may come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved as they view your quiet and dignified life, even when you're, especially when you're submitting yourself to those in authority that you don't like being under. Does that make sense? I just read the verses back backwards is, is, is what we just did. If, as we live like that, God, God says, or Paul said through the inspiration of the Spirit, that this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our, sa- our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The third pa- passage that I would refer for you to, and you say, okay, Mark, you've got, why, why three? There's three of this and three of that. I don't know. My dad went to seminary, and when, when he came home from classes, he would say, yeah, what, what I learned today was if you're going to preach, you've got to have three points of poem and a prayer. And so each of the, so I thought, well, then this point should have three sub, sub points, right? But I, I thought, well, well, I could give you ten, but we don't have time for ten, so we'll, we'll go with three. Um, Second, Pete, Second Peter chap, chapter 3, these are very familiar ver, verses also. He's just, um, we're going to look, look at verse 9. Um, we begin in, in, in verse 8. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. And here's our verse. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So if we take these three verses, these three passages we, look, we, we looked at, and we say, okay, what is God's desire? How does he express his desire about complete saved through the Son? His, his desires that the world might be saved through the Son, Jesus then that he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, and he's not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So then part, part, part two, we looked at his desire as, as he has expressed it, and now let's take, take, take a look at his desire as he, as he has re- revealed it. To do that, I want to turn to another very familiar passage that, that most of us know well. In Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. He says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. 
For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So if we're looking at how God has revealed his plan of completing his his mission, I see in these these verses that he says, if we just take the main points, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that having been justified by his blood, we'll be saved from the wrath of God through the Son who shed his blood for us. And also because of his resurrection, we'll be saved by his life. And then he says in the last verse, he says, and not only this, but we also exult or the, a better tra- translation of that word would be, we show triumphant elation. We show triumphant ele- elation in God through our Lord, G- G- Lord Jesus Christ because it was his plan that while we were sin- sinners, he would send his son to die for us. It was his plan that we would be justified by the blood that, that his son shed. And it was, it was his plan that we would be saved from the wrath of God through him which we'll talk about God's wrath in just a minute. But here in these verses, we find out that there is a such a thing as God's wrath. And his wrath will be poured out on those who have rejected him. But he says that those who have been justified by his blood will be saved from the wrath of God and will also be saved by his life. And because of that, we can show triumphant elation. We can at least smile, right? Because of, 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 because of the way that he has given his, his plan. The other verse that I would like for us to look, look at, a very simple, simple verse over in John chapter, chapter 6, in verse 40. For this is the will of my Father, Jesus speaking, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. So as we look, look at his plan, the revealing of, of, of his plan, we see that not only while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and it was his plan that we would be justified by his blood, and it was his plan that we'd be saved from the wrath of God through our Savior Jesus Christ. And it was his plan that we be saved by his life. And being saved by his life, Jesus declared in John chapter 6, I myself will raise him up on the last day. Will raise those who have been redeemed on the last day. So, let's look, look at uh, the, the, the third part of, of this. Um, for, for first of all, we've look, looked at how he expressed his desire. Then we've look, we looked at how he revealed his plan. Now let's look at how he's, he confirms his completing of the plan. If you want to turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. God not only has expressed his desire about his, his mission of redemption. He's revealed his plan, but he also has confirmed for us that he is going to complete the plan. 
Jesus is on the Mount of Olives over east of, of Jerusalem, and his men are with him, and they ask him three questions. Tell us, when will these things ha- happen? When he just talked about the, temp- temp- the temple being destroyed. And what will be the sign of your coming? Question number two. And question number three, and what will be the sign of the end of, of the age? Well, if you go a few, ver- a few verses down to verse 14, G- Jesus makes this statement. He says, and I, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole inhabited earth as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now, that ought to do it for us right, right there. Jesus declared that day to, his, to his, his men that the gospel of the kingdom would be preached to all of the inhabited earth. Now remember, he's tell, telling this to some men who have been with him for three years or so. He's going to be die, dying soon, and they're confused about that. He's going to rise from the dead, and they don't understand that yet. And we'll get to the part in, in a little bit when he sees him after he rises from, from the dead. But at this point in time, when he's visiting with them, he's going to spend chapter 24 and chapter 25 telling them of what, of what is going to take place in the future. But one of the first things he says as he's tell, telling them that there's going to be wars and, and rumors of wars and all these things are beginning to happen, one of the first things he says that is de- definitive is the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. So might we be able to conclude from that statement that that he makes that every nation, tribe, tongue, and and people are going to hear the gospel? Yes. And then the end will come. The end won't come until that that. That happens. We'll talk about more of that lately. Talk more about that later. He then he does he does it again. That's not the only time that that he gives that to us. He also it says at the beginning of the book of Revelation that Jesus gave a message to an angel to give to John. And so if you go look in Revelation chapter fourteen. Jesus gives a message to an angel who gives it to John, and this is what John sees. In in Revelation chapter 14, I'm sure you're aware that from chapter uh, 10 or 11 all the way to over chapter 16, everything in the middle, 12, 13, 14, and 15, John is shown pictures of different characters and and different things that are going to take, take place. Uh, by the end of the tribulation period, at the end of the tribulation period, in chapter 14, one of the interesting things that John is shown is he sees three angels that are flying through the mid mid heavens. If we look look at verses six and seven, we find find out that he has that he's seen an angel flying in mid mid heaven. And verse six says he has the eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. And the angel said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and the seas and the springs of waters. So what we find out from, re- from re- re- reading verse 6 is the same thing that G- Jesus said 
back in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, when he says the God, the, the, this gospel will be, be, will be preached all over the whole earth to all the people, and then the end will come. Well, over in Revelation 14, uh, John is shown basically the same, same thing, but in, in a different way, where he says, And I saw another angel flying in midheaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth. And he says, And to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So what, it, what was John seeing a pic, picture of? Is this angel, I've got to do this for a friend, friend of mine, is this an a, angel with a giant me, megaphone flying through the sky? preaching the gospel? I I don't know. All all I know is it says here that an angel was flying in midheaven having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth. This is taking place during the great tribulation. And it says to every nation and people and tribe and and tongue. So the whole earth is going to hear the gospel during that period of time. However it happens, if it happens with people on the ground, who are sharing the gospel during that period of time, quite probably that's what it's going to be because that will have been going on. But John was shown this picture of an angel flying in midheaven with the gospel, and it's being given, it's being preached to everybody on the earth who can, can hear it. Down in verse 13 then, in that same chapter, same chapter he makes an interesting state, statement. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right. And so John wrote it down for us. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, so that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow with them. So I would just like to um, add a little thing, add some, something to, to, to this. If you go back to Revelation chapter 6, in Revelation chapter 6, that's where Jesus opens up the seals from the scroll. And the very last one in chapter 6 makes, it says here that then the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong and every slave and free man hid themselves in the rocks. And they said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide from us us from the presence of him who sits on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who's able to stand? How did these people who obviously had rejected the message of the gospel, how did they know who the judgment was coming from? Is it possible that, that they had heard this gospel preached? Maybe that's what we're reading over in Revelation chapter 14. As this angel's flying through, mid, through mid-heaven with a gospel that's going to be preached to every nation, tribe, and tongue, and pe- pe- people. So is it possible that what was being described for, for John here when that seal was opened up, when these men at the end of the time, at the end of the, tri- 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 uh, end of the tribulation, whenever they are rejecting him for the last time. And if you go to Revelation chapter 9, at the end of that, verse 20, it says, The rest of mankind who are not killed by these plagues from the demon ar- 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 army that had come across the Euphrates, it says, The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands. 
They did not repent of their murders and their sorceries and, and immorality and of their, their, of, of their thefts. If it says they didn't repent, then there was something they didn't repent of. There was some message that they heard that they made the constant choice of not, repent, not, not repenting. So let me just wrap, wrap that, that little thing up just by saying that I believe that this is, these are the scriptures that, that, that God gave us to confirm that he is going to complete his, his mission. And of course, while we're in Revelation, we got to go to chapter 7, right? Say, so, yeah, Mark, we got to go to chap- chapter 7. Because if there are pe- pe- people, if, the, if, the me- if it's God's plan that the me- message get to every people, tongue, tribe, and nation, and it, and, it, and it will be preached during the tribulation period, and this angel's flying in mid-heaven, which gives us a picture that the, that the gospel is going to be, be preached to every people group on the planet, then God's plan is going to be completed. And we see that there are those who will, who will reject the message. We see at least two examples. There's maybe one more I don't have time for in the book of Revelation that, that shows that people are going to reject, reject the message. But then there are those passages in, Re, in Re, Revelation that show us that there are people who won't re, reject the message, which lets us know people from every tongue, tribe, na, 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 nation, and people are going to hear it. Some are going to reject it. Some are going, going, going to accept, accept the message, and we get a pic, picture of some who do in Revelation chapter 7. In verse 9 and 10, it says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands, and they cry out with a loud voice. Skip over to verse 13 if we could. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are clothed in white robes, who are they, and where have they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So we know that the gospel is going to be preached to the whole earth, even during these last days in the tribulation period. There are many who will reject the message. There are many. In fact, this, in my translation, says a great multitude which no one could count. And, and these are ident- identified as those who had believed, but then they are, um, um, they are the ones that come out of the great tri- tri- tribulation who have believed and they're around God's throne. And then back in chapter 6, we, uh, whenever one of the seals is, is broken, we, we find out that there were people who were martyred, are going to be martyred during that time because they will have believed during that time and they will, will be, be killed for their, their, for their faith. So I would just like to um, wrap the, this, this little part, part up just by saying... Um, Again, that we believe the Scripture teaches that God's going to complete His mission of redemption. And that we have plenty of evidence here in the Scriptures that the gospel is going to go out to all the nations from now until the end of that that time. Now, when Jesus comes back, when He comes back to to rule on on the earth and, and, and reign, that will be the end of that period period of time. But up until that, that time that he, he, he comes back, um, 
the, the, me, the message of the gospel will continue to go out. Okay, we won't have enough time this morning for every, everything I had planned to do. That, that doesn't always go that, that, that way. But we do need to look, look, look at part two, if, if, if we could. And that's our role in his mission. Now, we're, I know we're all familiar, familiar with the instructions given by Jesus to his 11 disciples before his ascension. If I ask you, where, where are those instructions found? What would you say? Matthew 28, right? Okay, where, where, where is some other instruction? Acts 1. Yeah, great. Any, any place else, huh? Mark chapter 16. Any place else? I'm sorry? Romans 10, yes. Okay, we're, we're doing, do, doing well. Also Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Okay, let's, so we're not going to read, read all those. You know those. See, I, you told, told me what they were. But let's just look at them at, at, at the main, main points. In, in Matt, Matthew, Jesus says, Go. That's the first thing, is go. The next thing is, make disciples of all the nations. Okay? And that's with the, the gospel, right? And then the next thing he says is to baptize those who, who believe in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And then he, the, the next thing he says, then to teach, teach them all the things that I've taught you. Teach, teach, teach them to observe all the commandments that I've give, given you. Then in Luke chapter 24, he adds into that, he, he adds a condensed version of the gospel with the instru- instruction to proclaim, to herald the, me- the, the, the message in his name to who? To all the nations. Okay? There, there it is again, beginning in Lubbock, uh, uh, Jerusalem. Okay? All right, so there's, there's Luke. So we have, Matt, Matt, we have Matthew and those instructions. In Luke, he has a condensed version of the gospel, and he says to take it in his name, to proclaim it in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. In Acts, he adds, again, another part of the, uh, the, the role that we have in his mission. Whenever he said to those, those guys uh, before, he, before he ascended, he said that you'll receive power to do these things when the Holy Spirit comes upon, comes upon you. So not only did he say, go, make disciples, baptize, teach, and do this in my name to all the nations, but you don't have to do it under your own power. I'm going to fill, fill you with my spirit. I'm going to give you my spirit in order to, get, to take the message out. And then he told, told them that they would be, be witnesses in Jerusalem to the areas south of there, to the areas north of there, and to the whole, whole world. If I could add one more passage for you from those that we know so, so, know so well, that is Psalm 96. Uh, Psalm 96 makes a great lesson all, all to itself. But let me just give you the three main things that the psalm, psalmist encourages readers to do in this psalm, Psalm 96, he says to declare God's glory among the nations. Then he says to summon the nations to worship God. And the third thing is to warn them 
of his coming ju judgment. So if we take all, all of those things and put them all together, this is what our role in his mi mission that we've already read about, he is going to complete his mi mission. Our role in his mi mission is to go, make disciples of all the na nations, baptize them in his name, teach them everything that we've been taught in, in his word, knowing that we will do it in the power of the Spirit and we'll take this message to everywhere, beginning in Lubbock, the areas south of us, the areas north of us, and all over the world. Now, who is that, that, who is that, that for? That's for all of us. This is a missions emphasis day, which means we've added another, uh, uh, another, group, another group of folks to that, not just us in, in this room. And we'll finish up with that in a minute. What I would like to do, though, is um, some, sometime uh, it would probably be good if you would like to come to a missions committee meeting and sit, sit in on the meeting and just see some of the things that we deal with um, on, on the committee. But one of the reasons why we wanted to go through this with you this, this, this morning is because there are mission agencies and people who uh, say things like, if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. Well, we looked at verses where God says it is going to get done. Do you remember the verses we looked at 20 minutes ago? Yeah, those verses tell us that it is going to get done. But I remember the day that I got a missions magazine, and on the front cover it says, if we don't do it, it's not going to get done. Now, the impetus of all those articles was we got to come up with, with a better plan. we got to get it done quick, quicker. There's got to be a better way to declare the gospel, a better way to make, make it plain. Uh, we got to raise more money, get more PP people out. we got to get it done because if we don't get it done, it's not going to get done. But yet God says, what, wait, wait a minute. All, all I'm asking you is to go. Make disciples of all the na nations. Baptize them. In the name of the Father, teach them to, all the, to do all the things that I've taught, taught you. That's what, what our role, role is. I even li listened to part of a missions agency conference uh, about three year, years ago, four year, years ago. And this is what they said. This was the last set session. If each, mission a a a if each mission agency represented here at this conference will commit to infiltrating a certain number of unreached people groups over the next two years, we can declare the Great Commission has been completed. Uh, well, uh, okay. Except God said, I'm going to complete it. The gospel will be preached to all the nations, and then the end will come. Most re recently, I've heard some mission agencies and some people in classes saying, what can we do to get it done quick, quick, quicker? If you want to see the Great Commission completed quick, quicker, then we've got to come up with some quicker ways to get the gospel out there. Well, might I suggest that our role and its fulfillment is simply to take the gospel to the nations. According to Matthew 24 and Revelation 14, God is going to complete his mission of redemption. We don't need to develop more 
strategies. We don't need to develop more methods to accomplish his mission more quickly because he's already said he's going to do it. We need only to be faithful to take the gospel to Lubbock, to the areas south of us, to the areas north of us, and to the rest of the world, and leave the timing of completion to him. Jesus said it in another way when he said it in John chapter 9, verse 4. He said, We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can, can work. And the last statement he made in Matthew 20, 28 was, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. It re- reminds me of a, a little chorus. Uh, our choir sang, did a Christmas mu- mu- musical a few years ago. And there was a medley of songs, and the medley began, if you who were singing in the choir at that time will recognize these words, but the medley to the song, the first song in the, in the, in the group there, in the medley, it, the words were this, it's all about your glory, it's all about your grace, it's all because you're worthy, it's all about your praise, it's all about your loving heart reaching out in mercy. It's all about who you are. It's all about your glory. The the good news is, is that God has given us the good news to take to to the world. He's told us that he will complete his mission. And isn't it a privilege that not only have we been redeemed by his blood, but that he's given us this uh, role in his mission. And we, I think that it would be good for us to see it as a pri- privilege. Yes, he is going to complete his, his mission. We saw that clear, clearly in the scriptures. But because we know he's going to, and because he knows we know he's given us everything we need to take that me- message out, he's given us the message, he's given us the power, he's give, given us the instru- instruction, then what a pri- privilege it is for us to wake up each day knowing that we're, we have a role in, in his mission. And we look forward to that time when it will be, be, it will be complete, completed, but all we have to do is be faith, faithful. Let me close our time this, this, this morning just by um, saying a couple of things. Um, the missions pro- program here at, at Manly Park Church uh, began really in 1983. Um, we had left an association of church- churches, and, and we had a large mi- mi- missions program with that uh, association of churches, but we came, became an independent church in 1980, 1981, uh, I believe, or eight, 82. And in 1983, uh, through some friend- friendships with our, our t- teaching pastor at that time, uh, we began to in- investigate beginning a, a, a missions program here at Melanie Park. If you have the list of the mi- missionaries there, the ones that are showing as, as retired on the back, all of those were involved in the work of the mi- ministry for well over 25 years each. Um, uh, the Will- Williamsons are the oldest well, they're not the oldest people age-wise, but as far as years, they were the first that, that went out from Melanie Park in 1985. 
and they're still active in ministry. That's 37 years. Uh, and, and so as we continue on with our missions program here at, at, at Melanie Park, there's two, two things that I think are important for uh, you to know. No, number one is we know from Scripture that God is going to complete his mission. We know from Scripture that he's given us the opportunity to be involved in his mission. And so as a church, corporately, we give every month as part of the budget, plus some of you give into an extra fund we call our Faith Promise Fund in order to provide the funds to support the missionaries that Melanie Park has that are active right now. And, and we'll always talk, talk about hoping that there are more. Uh, we would li- like to send out more. Tom mentioned that. We're so thankful for the three newest ones that, that, that we have. And they're in the process right now of getting all their requirements finished up and raising their support and, and so forth. The church supplies part of their support. They have to raise some of their, their, their own. And I've been asked a qu- question by two different pe- people in the last three weeks. It's a great, great question, and we're going to go about three minutes over for me to answer and answer the question. I asked a question because you who were in the fam- in the family meeting a few weeks ago uh, heard that we had three brand new missionaries. That our total need to support the mi- the missionaries this year for the part that Melanie Park has committed to providing is like ninety one thousand dollars, but that doesn't supply all the support for all the mi- missionaries. And so we have three new, new, new missionaries that are in the process of beginning to raise their support. Melanie Park's providing part of it corporately, but they've got to raise the rest of it themselves. So I had two people ask me the same question. It's a, such a great question. I appreciate you two who asked me the question. You weren't at the same time. One did it one week, one the, net, one the next week. And that was, what, what's more important? Is it more important that we give toward the faith prompt? promise need, that extra need that, the, bu- that the, bu- the budget doesn't cover, or that we give toward the individual mi- missionaries because they're having to raise the rest of their support. And I said, great question. The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes, not to be smart. The answer is yes, because this is God's mission. If you pray and seek his face and ask him as a sender how you might be, be involved, you're already involved cor- cor- corporately because 10% of our budget goes toward the support of the, mi- of, of the missionaries, but there's much more that's needed. And if you pray, and if God lays on your heart to give toward that extra need in the faith pr- promise, then you have your answer. If you pray and, and God puts one or two or all three of these young, young folks on your heart to, to support them, them monthly, then you have your answer. If you have the means to do it all and you're excited about doing that, then you have your answer. That's why the answer is yes, is yes. We don't worry about that, 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 that stuff. The, the wonderful thing is, is that God has been working in the hearts of these young folks for one of them three or four years, one of them five or six years, one of them ten years, and now they've come to the point where God's sending them out and we're, we get to be a part, part of that. So we're, we don't worry about that part. We just trust, trust in God. And as a man said in a prayer meeting one time, 
Lord, I read in Psalm 50 that you own all the cattle on a thousand hills. Would you please sell a few of them? We need them. And when the, these four men got up off their knees praying and had prayed that, the secretary knocked on the door and said, there's a gentleman here to see you. And they said, well, let, let him come in. And he says, gentlemen, I, I know you don't know me. I don't know you. But last week I was praying and God said I need to go sell some of my cows. Do y'all have any need for money? <laughs> this happened to be a new mission agency that was, that was running short on funds to make the payroll for the, their, their, their missionaries that, that month. So if we ever get to feed, get to feed, feed on like we need more, we'll just ask God to sell some cows, right? Let, let's pray together. Father, we are amazed that you love us so much. You called us to be your children. Father, not only that, but uh, that you've showed us clearly that you have a plan for redeeming your creation. And Father, we're thankful and it gives us great comfort to know that you will complete that plan. And Father, also we thank you that you've included us in taking the message of salvation to the nations, to all the world, and to our home here in our state, here in our country, here. Father, we are thankful that we can trust you, that we can depend on your spirit to speak to our hearts, to let us know what our part is. And Father, we do ask that um, as you find us faithful, that you would raise up others to go out from here. In your son's name we pray. Amen. What I would like for us to do as we close, uh, two, 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 two things. If you have an interest at any time in learning more about maybe what it means to go out as a missionary from Melanie Park, if God were to tap you on the heart and you began to sense, to sense that, the, the missions committee would love to visit with you about it and just let us know. Also, we are in need of a couple more folks to join us on the missions committee. Uh, the pay isn't very good. Well, it's not in do dollars. The hours are long, but it's very rewarding, and we could use, a, use the help. If, if you might think, think about that and, and pray, pray about that, if you felt like you might have a desire, we would love to vi visit with you, with you about that. We're going to close our time this morning by reciting Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21 to get together. There it is right there. Cool. So if you would, join, 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 join me and let's say this together. Now to him who is able to do far more above beyond all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory, church, and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Have a great day.